Another edition of Topo Talk. Jerry, Gerald, Tarling, Business Development Officer, Desert Financial Credit Union. How are you? And why do we think we have a bank on an outdoor summit podcast? We're going to find out. How are you, buddy? I'm very well, guy. How are you? Excellent. Stoked to have you guys. Desert Financial stepped up to help out uh, the outdoor genre if you will in small business Mm -hmm. you guys are have created a unique sponsorship program for a lot of our exhibitors at the 2023 prescott valley outdoor summit you want to talk a little bit about it oh sure yeah um we uh, heard about the opportunity through some mutual contacts and uh, exploring it further you know uh, any type of outdoor activity is something we really encourage you know being out there getting healthy seeing nature just being part of the world and then the businesses that are being showcased you know uh, by and large support that and so we were happy to do that and then through the uh, workings between you and i you know working out where we can help get businesses to the exhibition is uh you know, for us, it's exciting for the fact that we're able to uh, right. ensure more businesses come, um, you know, the more the merrier. And so happy to do that. Yeah. So what we were finding in the marketplace, just like you listen to the marketplace to develop financial tools, is a lot of these are small companies, mm-hmm. maybe one or two people running them and maybe one or two employees is, is not untypical or atypical. Not at all. So they were saying, hey, we want to come but it's just a little too much or we need some extra support for that extra person for that day. Mm-hmm. So you guys came up with a support package that underwrites the exhibitors by, I believe, um, is it 150 a booth or 350 yeah. a booth, 150 a booth yep. to make the booths from 500 to 350. Um, so Desert Financial is helping underwrite these exhibitors, if you will, financially so that they come and participate. Yeah. And we just thought that was a really unique offering. So we're, lack of a better term, stoked to have you at the Prescott yeah. Valley Outdoor Summit for 2023. And I'm just interested if we could talk about finances and small business because it's something that's not my wheelhouse. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, but as a small business owner, my wife is. Um, and we have tons of them out here. Obviously, it's the backbone of our economy and of the outdoor industry. What do you guys see in the market in terms of the service sector and the product sector? And what info does a small business need to have to acquire a small business loan? Because I don't think a lot of very small businesses have gotten to that step. And I've got to believe some maybe even have their head buried in the sand a little bit. Mm-hmm. They just are kind of afraid to deal with it. Can you help out with some of those questions? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there's a there's a lot behind that question. Um, so, I mean, to take a step back on that, I think where our biggest opportunity with small businesses regarding engaging with an institution, whether it's through uh, Desert Financial or just any bank in general, is uh, step one is making sure you know who you're talking to. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of businesses that, you know, we can say have their head in the sand, so to speak. And um, having spent, you know, the better part of 14 years talking with businesses, there's a common theme that we see where they basically base their 
their entire banking expectations off of their very initial interactions. Um, and the reality is, um, especially uh, the last couple of years, that a lot of commercial bankers are just not as accessible as it used to be. You used to be able to walk into a bank as a business owner and say, hey, I'd like to talk to your business banker. And you could trust that you were talking to somebody that was versed in business banking. Uh, a, a few years before that, you could even talk to a specialist in the industry your business was in. Right. And it's just becoming more and more generalized information. And so what we've seen in the industry is you go in, you ask your question, and you're talking to the first bank that you meet sometimes, if you're lucky, maybe a branch manager, and you're, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever they've experienced. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but if you're basing everything off of that interaction, you don't know different, then you are going to get uh, less than stellar advice usually. Um, and so that's usually where I think our biggest opportunity is, to, is engaging with the business is getting the right person in front of them. But banks have also made it very difficult to feel comfortable to ask are you the right person for my business? And that I think is where the, the strongest step is. Cause if your banker is not going to take the time to understand the need, you're going to see, uh, when you're mentioning product, uh, misalignment, things like that. Um, they're going to recommend what they know how to recommend. If they don't know what the portfolio contains and they don't know how the individual product lines up to your business need, there's always going to be some rough experience. Now, sometimes it's kind of like that square hole, round peg, whatever the analogy, you can beat it in there and it'll work for a while, but eventually it just gets uncomfortable and people give up on it. And so then, yeah, um, it's so chaos. I'm here and make sure you in front of a business, a small business loan specialist, if you will, yeah, and then that's the As other thing. Loads of titles, but yeah, I mean, if you said like a business loan specialist, business banker, commercial officer, commercial officer, something, because okay. each bank calls it something different. Um, they have different overlaps. Um, so really, you know, taking the, you know, maybe 15 minutes or so to make sure you're talking to the right person because they are worth the wait too. Okay. It's unlikely you'll meet them when you walk in. So what are, what are some of the mistakes you see that a small business owner typically makes when they approach a bank? and uh, go to acquire a loan, or let's say, let's start the first step, they're putting an application. What, what are some of the mistakes these people are making? I would say, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a mistake, more of a lack of having done it before, lack of experience. Um, but I don't think most businesses give themselves enough credit with what we call a loan narrative, uh, where when they're engaging initially, they have to give us a reason for any kind of application, whether it's uh, buying a commercial vehicle, uh, unsecured uh, line of credit. Credit cards are easy. You don't have to give a reason for those. That's why a lot of businesses gravitate towards them. But anything outside of that, you have to give a reason. And based on prior experiences, they may just try to, you know, uh, pencil whip it where it's like, oh, I'm getting this because I need cash flow. That sounds great, but that's, that's really not a thing. Why do you need cash flow? Why now? Um, so invest the time into making sure you have more or less kind of that old school thought of here's my business proposal. And what do I need to fill in to make this appealing to the bank? Uh, your commercial officer will help you do that. Uh, they will help you polish up the narrative to ensure the underwriter understands the need. Because if that underwriter does not have a clear picture, they are going to have a difficult time making a decision. They are an underwriter. They do not run your business. Um, okay. So if they don't understand it, it's going to be even more difficult. If I come to you asking these questions to a commercial loan officer, mm -hmm what is going to be expected of me that I'm going to need to provide? That's a great uh, question. You folks. 
Um, so assuming we've got a clear narrative, that's more or less going to dictate the loan that makes the most sense. Now, different loans are going to have different requirements, but some common things um, a business owner is going to want to be able to uh, speak to is at least the last two years worth of financials. So tax returns and P&Ls are a great place to start. Balance sheet. Um, a lot of those things in today's world are very accessible through QuickBooks. So being able to pull those. And then the piece that we see missing with the documents, because getting docs is usually... The first hurdle, once we get them, having the business owner being able to explain the documents if we do see something that is a little unusual. And I don't want to say it's unusual in a bad way. It's just unusual because maybe I haven't seen it before. Why did your right. business do this versus the last one I looked at didn't? As long as you can speak to that and make sense, you'll be totally fine. So you're talking about two years of documents, which include P&Ls, bank statements. We don't and, get too much into bank statements. Okay. And then digressing again that that narrative that loan narrative mm -hmm. i'd like to dive into that just a little bit again because yeah. it sounds important let's give an example of one I'll, I'll come up with one is let's say i've been in business two two and a half years mm -hmm. things are going fairly well i need to hire my first full-time employee mm -hmm. um i've found somebody they're qualified for it i've got their their resume What's that narrative look like for what type of loan would that be? I could see that being one of the primary reasons why maybe somebody wants to get a loan because they know with that extra person, they could probably generate an extra 30% of revenue, for example. Yeah, it's like we see staffing concerns all the time. Uh, equipment, that's another big one where it's like, hey, if I had this whatever, it's going to allow me to be more productive. Um, whatever we're looking at, whether it's gearing up some cash to – justify getting the person on because you got to get them trained. You're going to see a dip in revenue because you're spending time on that versus running the business or whatever it is. We want to be able to look at those historic documents. And so if we're looking at like taxes, for example, in your two and a half years in business, you said that first year is going to look probably pretty rough because you're starting up. You didn't have a precedence before. Um, sometimes we'll get into like projections like, okay, you said you're going to do this. How close did you get or how much better did you do? Um, we want to know where those numbers came from, what based on it. Um, past that, we're going to dig into, okay, this person's going to bring you a 30% return on your revenue. Do you want to look at like a term-based loan? Like how long do you think it would take once they're up and running to pay that loan back? If you're looking for, okay, I grew really quickly. I'm going to get another person, but after I got the other person, I might need to grow some more. Maybe you need an unsecured line of credit where then you would look at when the unexpected expense comes up, you have the funds ready to go and they're just, they're ready to go. Right. Those are a little bit longer to underwrite and process because they're higher risk since they're unsecured. But depending on if it's a short term need for revenue increase or long term, the, the loan will kind of pick itself and then you, you know, more or less uh, help your person through it. Um, and so, yeah, um, it's about accurate timetable. Right. So knowing I need a person, how long is it going to take for that person to start making you money? Because uh, it's not going to be tomorrow and hopefully it's sooner than six months. Right. So, but yeah, it's a good question. So, where do you guys as a bank, as an institution, what do you see happening over the next five years? We see some big changes coming. We've got labor issues. Mm -hmm. uh, interest rates are going up. Um, people are calling for a recession just from the mm -hmm. cycle that's coming. What are you telling business owners what you guys think and what other institutions are generally saying about the next five years? I mean, that, that's always a hard question. And if we were always right, we would never have things like recessions. Right. Um, but a lot of the time when I am working with a business owner through, you know, the fear of the unknown or whatever is keeping them up, 
we like to get into what's basing it. And so we try not to coach our people towards um, like looking at the recession is a great thing. Everyone's on their mind. They're concerned about it. It's going to affect businesses differently. We saw the same thing with the pandemic where we had people that were applying for things because they were going to go out of business and they actually ended up having some of the most profitable years ever right. because they were mentally prepared for difficult times. And so what I see our industry doing is really trying to prepare business owners to think about like if you have employees, what happens if somebody gets hurt on the job? Maybe it never has before, so you never thought about it. But the more contingencies we help them prepare for, the more options they are aware of when things hit the fan. Um, as a business owner, it's not usually always because the world's dictating something hitting the fan. That's being a business owner. You're doing something very few people do. It's already a hard job. Things are going to happen. What do you have to be prepared for? So sometimes it's as simple as putting them on a savings plan. If, if you're just concerned about cash flow needs, you have an excess of income coming in, make a, a savings plan. Uh, where we see that not work out so well is when we start seeing balances build and the businesses want to go acquire something else. Well, now you're changing your risk model. Is now the time to be looking at maybe I'm a property manager today and if I start flipping real estate, I'm quasi broker, I'm moving some things around. If I start doing another business and lose sight of my initial success, you're also going to see that compounded in uh, um, environments like we have right now where there's a lot of unknown rates are moving very quickly. Right. Um, if you have a loan that was fixed for three years, um, making sure you understand what product you have because over the course of five years, you're going to see that fixed rate go to a variable rate. And that's just a standard business loan, but it's going to catch when they're not paying attention. And so the other thing we're really stressing in environments like this is sitting down and talking to your banker at least twice a year. Um, go down, have a review. Your banker is not going to charge you for it. I've never met one that would for a basic review. And just go through what you have and make sure you have an honest expectation of where you want to go. If it's a five-year window, if it's a three-year window, where do you want your business to go? And are you actively working towards it or are you hoping it's going to happen? Because right. that's where on the consumer side of the fence, hope will get you a long ways towards your goals. On the business side, you've got employees, you've got vendors. Every time like uh, like minimum wage will change, well, it's not just your labor costs. All of your vendors that are charging you have their employee labor cost and that ripple effect. So making sure that you have um, some wiggle room and, and you and your banker can sit down and decide what is it like 3%? Uh, do I need that kind of a buffer? Is it 10? Some of your more higher risk industries, if you're subject on material from like China, for example, uh, we saw what happened when ships are stuck in the harbor. Um, loads of businesses yeah. were going out because they just couldn't get their stuff. They'd already bought for it, but by the time I got it, it was too late. Right. And so thinking about those types of contingencies and learning from your neighbors, uh, we really stress in that now as well. Um, trying to get more of a cohesive business community than everybody on their own little hill. That's another change I've seen is um, a lot more playing nice in the sandbox. Um, every bank is a little different. That's why there's so many knowing which banks excel at what types of product. Uh, cause you might find yourself needing two or three bankers, not just your historic one. Um, because, uh, like I'm a commercial banker. Um, you're not going to call me asking me a bunch of mortgage questions. I could probably get you the basics, but if you need that expertise, you're going to talk to a mortgage banker. Right. And so having that team, very, very uh, important. Awesome. And awesome. Um, the last thing I'd say that we're seeing a big change on is um, relationships with your financial partners outside of the bank, uh, your accountants and potentially uh, legal services, uh, making sure you understand how you're structured and how your taxes work. Because um, again, the way rates are moving right now, every little dime counts. And so knowing what write-offs you need versus what write-offs you want, 
big difference right now because that can totally make or break your lending experience. If you need to grow during this economy and you have unnecessary write-offs, I'm not saying you need to pay more taxes than you should, but you can't claim income you don't pay tax on. So last year may have been a good plan, but if you haven't addressed that plan in a couple of years, how do you know it's going to get you through the next couple of years? Right. Back to that six months, talk to your people. Awesome. Let's shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Pause for a second. <coughs> allergies are killing me. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so let's talk about, you guys are sponsoring the Prescott Valley Outdoor Summit, which is taking place um, September 30th and October 1st this year. Yep. The Finley Toyota Center surrounding outdoor grounds. What's your favorite outdoor thing to do? Um, my favorite outdoor thing to do uh, has to just be camping. Not like fancy, going someplace, just put a tent in the woods, cook over the fire, watch my kids run around and actually play in dirt. Right. Um, that, that's probably it. I'm, I'm easy. Yeah, because so. you got kids. So yep. it's, you're, that, you're in that phase, right? Yep. You guys have a favorite destination you go to? Um, getting the whole family camping has been a newer thing. So, uh, we're still, uh, open to suggestions if someone's got a favorite that we haven't discovered yet. But, uh, I mean, Northern Arizona in general has a lot of hidden gems. So it could be Lynx Lake's a great spot. Yep. I like to go around also jumping up right up to Mingus. Um, right. phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's just a perfect change in elevation where, you know, the weather is just sublime most of it. So probably my, one of my favorite aspects of living here in the Prescott Valley region is, Within 90 miles, an hour and a half drive at the most, yeah. there's probably hundreds of destinations. Oh, for sure. You have Sedona. Grand Canyon is just beyond that. That's mm-hmm. really close. Williams. Williams is pretty cool if you haven't been there. they got a mm-hmm. lot going on, and they have a national forest right there. Yep. Um, tons of spots just in the Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino Valley region, for that matter, in terms of camping and hiking and all that. Yep. Uh, equestrian events um you've got the verde uh you got wine country down there you got the verde river cottonwood and old town cottonwood mm-hmm. uh, probably some of my favorite spots that uh, if people haven't been up here it's a place to check out mm-hmm. um, we really appreciate desert financial you guys have been slaying it since you came to town i remember when you first came to town you didn't even have a a location nope. and you basically came to organizations like talking last meeting and said hey we want to invest in your community what do you guys need um i'm a part of the humboldt education foundation you guys have really stepped up there for education as well so a big thank you oh, not only for all you're doing in our community but especially for the prescott valley outdoor summit and helping make exhibiting and helping our outdoor businesses grow so kudos to you guys thank you say hi to everybody my favorite branch and come back again soon yeah absolutely awesome. love it gerald gerald jerry tarling of desert financial you are the business development officer thanks for your time dude oh my pleasure thanks for having me thank you sir bye